So let's start um, with what God says about sacrifice and what he says about being thankful. Just before I start, I, I just want to, this is, this is so simple and so profound. I know those two words don't normally go together, but the, the, the next seven verses are just a miracle, a miracle. Now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law. Now for those of us that you think, what, what's the law? Wait, you know, we, we know about the law of the land. But the law in, in the Bible refers to God's moral requirement. So whenever you see the word law, think in your mind that the law is God's moral requirement, what God requires of us, of me. But God has shown a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of God's moral requirement as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. The simplicity of that. The wonder of that. And this is true for who? This is true for everyone who believes. No matter who we are. I, I, it started out with thinking about my gratitude for the veterans. And man, it just moved over to my gratitude for God in this verse. This is true for everyone. If you're sitting here this morning and you, you came because it's maybe the baby dedication or you, you wandered in off the street or somebody's been nagging you to come or, or you're just in town for the holiday or whatever, and you're sitting there, you're thinking, well, that's fine for you. That's fine for church people. But this verse says... We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus, and this is true for you if you believe. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God freely and graciously declares that we are righteous. The magnitude of this, the profoundness of this, He did this through Jesus Christ when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. Okay. It doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. Here we go. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead, including them in what he would do in the present time. God this, did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just. And he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Can we boast then that we have done anything 
to be accepted by God? I mean, I try to. I, I, try to, I try to boast, but I can't boast of doing anything that made me accepted in God's sight. No, because my acquittal and your acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It's based on faith. So before we go on, I just, this song came to mind, and Gary's going to help me out here. I thought, man, after reading all that, knowing the truth about what God has said about his son, and the truth about me, if I place my faith in his son, this, this silly little song came to mind. I know this really dates me, but it's also been in lots of movies from the since it came out. So Gary, if you'll help me out for just a second. Thank you. I was, if he couldn't have found that song, I was going to have to hum it for y'all. That wouldn't have done it justice. But this is really how we should be feeling, right? Walking on sunshine because God did the only thing that he required. He did it for me. So why am I not walking around on sunshine? Why am I not waking up in the morning so thankful, so grateful, so incredibly happy to be alive because the one thing that God required of me to be accepted by him has been fulfilled. I was talking to a, a woman, um, no one that you know, um, doesn't attend this church. She lives in another city. We were talking. And it was like a two, three-hour conversation. And she's a Christian, so it was, we had a wonderful time. And she was telling me about her father who was retired, and he's retired over in Italy. And she was saying about what, how, how wonderful it was to be retired in Italy because he could walk to the store and get fresh baguettes and, you know, fresh salads and all these wonderful things. And it sounded, I was ready to move to Italy, people. It sounded really good. So, but I asked her, I said, okay, that's, whoop, and that's wonderful. I mean, where is he going to spend eternity? And the conversation, which was wonderful, and we're all going to eat pasta together. It all, all of a sudden, it just kind of went, Urk! and I was talking to a believer. I wasn't talking to like someone that didn't believe the way I did. So my, my only question was, I'm so happy that they're happily retired. Where's, where's he spending eternity? And her response was, well, he's a Catholic. I said, well, that's okay. One of my favorite theologians, Chesterton, was a Catholic. What, does he, what has he done with the sacrifice that Jesus made? The one thing that we do to be accepted by God. And she's like, well, I, 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 she honestly said this. I can't imagine that God wouldn't let someone like my father-in-law into heaven. And I stayed, I, I kept it cool, people. I was, you know, I was, I was happy. But I said, well, you, you, you know better than that, right? Jim, I could have used you there with me. You, you do know better than that, right? It's not about how, what a wonderful man he is or what a wonderful woman I am. It's about this. It's about this. What God required, which was the law, and there's commandments in the New Testament. We're going to get to that in just a moment. He said, I'll, I, will feel, I am sending my son. This is my requirement. You believe in him. You believe in his sacrifice. You believe in his blood, sweat, and tears. And I don't, I don't want your blood, sweat, and tears. 
to be accepted by me. I want you to accept what he did, and we're okay. Now, I know those of us that are like, well, what about if we think all we have to do is accept what Jesus did, then we're, nobody's going to do anything. There's not going to be anybody doing anything. My point this morning is we're thinking about gratitude. We're thinking about sacrifice. Is the one thing that God said, this is acceptable to me. You are 100% accepted in my presence, in my sight, in eternity. If you accept the sacrifice that my son made for your sin, for my sin. Amen? I just, this whole weekend, I've, I've been almost overwhelmed thinking about this whole idea of sacrifice and gratitude and eternity and new beginnings. Okay. But, so if, if, we're, if we're supposed to be walking around on sunshine because the penalty for my sin is now covered. It's, the debt is wiped clean. Why are we not? I know we've got things in our body and things in our nation and things in our families. I know there are external circumstances that we deal with. But I'm going to give you two. I think we'll just have time for two today that keep us from that freedom that God said, this is yours. As my, as my child, this belongs to you. And this is one of them. We get trapped into basing God's acceptance on something other than what we just read that he said it is based on. It's based on faith in my son, what he did on the cross. That's what your acceptance with me is based on. And that sounds so simple, and we're like, okay, God, okay, I, I got it. My salvation is based on that. But somewhere along the way, it kind of switches, and we're like, I, I got it from here. Okay, God, I got it from here. And things that are, are good to do, things that, are, that will produce good fruit, things that show our community we love them, those things, if we don't start with the basis of our acceptance is already given if we accept Jesus, then it becomes about performance. Then it becomes about how hard I can work, how many things I can do. Because we, we come to a place where we stop believing it's based on the work of the cross. We don't say that, but we live our life that way. And the problem with that is we start to resent God. Why is he asking me to do all these things? Why is he asking me to feel like we have to do something to please God? When God has already said simply, clearly, profoundly, he accepts me and he accepts you on the basis of the decision we make about his son's sacrifice. This is so simple, it's easy to miss. So we perform. It doesn't, we don't think we're performing. But in the back of our mind, we've forgotten. You are accepted, as the Bible says, in the beloved. 
And that's when fatigue and burnout and resentment. There's another thing which I will quickly share. The second thing, and I get caught in this one more than the performance, only because I don't have, like, if I were going to compare, and I would compare myself to my husband because we're around each other the most, he has a much higher energy level than I do. And he can work longer periods of time. Some people might call that laziness on my part, but I, he just has more energy. And so if I were to perf- compare my performance to his or somebody else like that, you, you can tend to get, well, how much did you get done today? You got all that done? I only got, well, I had my devotions and I cleaned the kitchen. And, you know, like if you compare, Christians are doing some really good things around the world in this city and in this church, there are some amazing people in this church doing good works because of the basis of what Jesus did for them. We have families that are adopting children, which is really something that my generation d- didn't really consider all that much. We were too busy having, having kids and all, all these things. But, but this generation, the generation that's coming up under Pastor um, Peter and Pastor Crystal, it, it, It's a new awareness of the needs of the city, the needs of the people. And so adoption has become part of the culture of this church. And I love that. Um, Sponsoring children, compassion used to be a really big deal back in the day. And people still do that. We sponsor children. Or there's so many good things. We have special needs ministry. There are so many good things that we do that if you start comparing yourself to this Christian who's adopted a bazillion kids or this Christian who's involved in all kinds of wonderful good things, if you start to compare, you start to resent. You get discouraged. Man, I'm not doing what that person's doing. And Jesus is saying, I've already done it for you. Work out of that peace and out of that sacrifice that I made. I love that. Acceptance based on feeling controlled. Oh, God's making me do this. Or I don't, want, I don't want to believe what God said because I need to know that I am in charge of my destiny. I need to know that I can make decisions that will affect. But Jesus said, I've already done it. It's finished. The question is, what will you do with what I've done? That's the only, it is so simple. And so shattering at the same time. Because there's nothing I can do to add to the work that Jesus has already done. There's nothing I can add. God accepts me when I accept Christ's work. And Amen? Amen? What his death and resurrection accomplished when he said, it is what? It's finished. And yet sometimes in my mind, I think, okay, yeah, it's, it's finished, but I'm going to add this to it. God's really going to like it when I do this. And of course, we want to do things to please our Father, but from a foundation, from a basis of knowing I am fully accepted in God through Jesus Christ. So I don't know 
where you're coming from this morning. I don't know. Some, some of your stories I know. Many of your stories I don't know. But I knew, do know it's the same for every single person here. This same offer, this same pardon, this same freedom to each one of us that say, I, I, I accept that. I believe that, and I accept that. Would you stand with me, please? I had someone say, well, why are, so why are there commands in the New Testament then? If, if, if I'm forgiven... Now, of course, we have to confess and we have to repent and all those things. But why, do even, why even bother giving commands if Jesus' sacrifice made me right with God? My acceptance of that. This is why. Because this, when I sin, when I make choices that are sinful, it affects me and it affects the people that I love. So think for just a moment. Right before Pastor Peter comes out, think for a moment of some choices in your life that you've made. Before you came to the Lord, after you came to the Lord, it doesn't matter. Think of a choice that you've made that you knew was not, not, I'm not saying not a good choice, I mean a sinful choice. And are you living with the consequence of that choice today? I, 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 I am. And so it's not that God is so displeased with us, but sin has consequences. And so he gives us commandments for our life to live, to live in a way that pleases him. Because our choices affect people that we love. And salvation doesn't cancel consequences of my choices. So God is good to us. The early church fathers, I'll go to this first. The early church fathers said, and I believe this, they taught that Adam and Eve in the garden were clothed with God's acceptance, which means they were naked. They had nothing on except God's acceptance. That's a great gig if you can get it. Remember, Eve hadn't had children yet either before that happened. So there you go. But they were clothed with God's acceptance. And then when they sinned, the Bible says that they went out searching for fig leaves to do what? Why did they need a fig leaf? Why did they need something to cover themselves? And I just want to say to y'all, even though I'm making you stand up for a long time, what's your fig leaf? What's that area where you think, I know God, I know, God accepts me because I accept fully the work that Jesus did. But there's this one area I need to cover it up. Now, if it's a sinful area, you need to repent. You need to confess. And you need to do what you need to do. But what are you hiding from God? He sees everything. What is your fig leaf? They no longer felt accepted by God. So they started hiding. Do you have your fig leaf? 
Do you know what it is? That area that you're keeping from God? That's keeping you from feeling that you're accepted in the beloved today? Just as you are? That's hard to, it's hard to reconcile what God's word says with what we've come to believe because we base it on our performance. We base it on comparing. We base it on needing to be in control. But if we trust his word, we look at the fig leaves and take them off. Let's pray together. Father, you're good. You're so good. And our hearts are full of gratitude this morning because of your sacrifice. We love that you paid a price that we could not pay ourselves. We love that your word shows us that we weren't even able to keep your righteous requirements. We weren't even able to do that. And we deceive ourselves when we think that we can. So Father, right now, for those of us that believe in Jesus' sacrifice for our sin, once again, Father, we receive that peace, that acceptance, that open communication with you. Father, we wanna walk as children that are accepted in you. We wanna talk as children that are accepted and beloved by you. Father, that is our birthright. Help us to walk in that, Father. Any new thing that we begin, any new place that we want to go, Father, help us to walk in your grace, acknowledging it is undeserved. It is unmerited, but it is your favor on us. Thank you, Jesus, for doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. We honor you this morning, Father. And we say thank you for that sacrifice. We love you. We love this body. We love what you've called us to do. We love how you've called us to serve this city. Father, we are looking for your return. We're waiting for you to split the sky in the east and step through the clouds. We're waiting because we are walking in your full acceptance of us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.